Welcome to the New Mercies Podcast. I'm your host, Anthony Caldwell. This is episode number 129. And today, I want to look at a really cool story in the book of Judges, chapter 4 and chapter 5. This is a place in the book of Judges we skipped over as we went through the Judges last week. I really wanted to get to Elijah and talk about his story for just a couple episodes before we jump back in here to where we find the people of Israel in Judges chapter 4 and chapter 5, because what we learned about Elijah and what we saw in his life is here's a man of faith, a great man of faith, who prayed and instantaneously the prayer was answered. And then the next time he prayed, it took several times. It took uh, an extended amount of time before the prayer was answered. And so it reminds us not to put faith in our prayer, but to put faith in the God who we're praying to and how his, the miracle looks different every time. God's too creative to do something the same way twice. And so I want to go back now to the book of Judges, and I want to look in chapter 4 and 5. I'm not going to read all this scripture to you. I encourage you to go read it. It's wonderful and awesome. But the Bible says that, And the people of Israel again did what was evil in the sight of the Lord after Ehud died. So if you remember Ehud, who was the man who stabbed Eglon, uh, the king of the Moabites, and he was a very fat man. He stabbed him. The knife disappeared into his belly because he was so fat. And a great story, just great scene there that happens. Um, So after Ehud died, Israel did what was evil. And so God sold them into the hand of Jabin, the king of Canaan, who reigned in Hazor. And there's a commander of his army named Sisera. And his army was massive, 900 chariots of iron in this army. And in fact, it says that uh, in verse number three, then the people of Israel cried out to the Lord for help. For he had 900 chariots of iron, and he oppressed the people of Israel cruelly for 20 years. That was this commander of the army of these 900 chariots of iron. And they had other men and other uh, warriors and other types of battle plan. But these 900 chariots of iron is a very specific type of war strategy. And it was very powerful, very hard to overcome uh, because you had animals and beasts that were helping take care of these chariots and run these chariots. And it was just hard to combat against that. You had these fast moving, very powerful forces. So the enemy looks enormous, right? The enemy looks huge and strong and powerful and rich. So what does God do? Well, the next couple of verses talk about Deborah specifically and Barak and talks about how she calls to him and says, hey, you know, you need to step up and be the man that God's called you to be. And he says, I'll be the man God's called me to be as long as you're there with me. <laughs> and she's like, well, listen, um, you, you need to do the right thing and you need to be strong. You need to be courageous. You need to. And he's like, I'll be strong, and courageous as long as you are right there. And she said, because of your lack of faith, you're not going to get the blessing God has for you. And so that story is in and of itself just beautiful and awesome and incredible. And I encourage you to go and read all of chapter four of the book of Judges. But what's interesting is the chapter four gives us a kind of a run through of the battle. And then chapter five is what they is what's known as the song of Deborah and Barak. And it's this celebration, and it gives us some more detail as to what happened within the battle. So I just want to sum it up for you so that you know the, the new mercy that maybe that we can find today. But these 900 chariots of iron were chasing down the people of Israel. And when they did, God sent a rainstorm and basically muddied the ground. So do you know what can't move very quickly in thick mud? Chariots of iron. 
this strength of the enemy, God turned it into a weakness with a little bit of rain. That's what God does with the enemy. He humiliates every enemy that tries to stand in his way. These people thought they could go up against God's chosen people. This army thought, we're strong and powerful. Look how rich and how strong we are. We are going to take them out. And God says, I'm going to send some rain, and you're not going to be able to fight. Your greatest strength will become your greatest weakness, because now you're sitting still. And the children of Israel are on their feet, and they are ready to attack. And you can't stop them. And that's not what's going to happen. You're not going to be able to withstand because I have taken away your strength and your power. And so as we see this, even the, the says the banks of the river were filled up and there was a flood. And because of the flood, the army from the king of Canaan was defeated. And I look at this and I think, oh my goodness, this is such a cool moment that God took rain and destroyed an army. It wasn't even a hurricane. Now, I'm sure it was a lot of rain really fast, but it didn't say that there were giant winds knocking everything over. It said that there was a rainstorm that came, and you find that in chapter number five as you look through as they are celebrating what really happened on that day. Um, Now, I do encourage you to go read the end of chapter four. It's a really, really intense place in scripture uh, where a lady takes a tent peg and drives it into the temple of a man in his uh, in his tent. It is ridiculous and insane. If you've never heard the story or never read it, I'll let you go read that for yourself. You can find that in verses 17 through the end of the chapter, uh, just another powerful way where a woman is found faithful and God says, this is the one who has really truly delivered you. It wasn't the hand of the man that I called. It was the hand of this woman who was faithful and bold and strong. But today, I want you to just take a moment and just think about this. What's the greatest thing the enemy has going for him in your life? What's the chariot of iron that's coming up against you? Maybe we don't need to pray for a stronger shield. Maybe we don't need to pray for faster legs. Maybe we don't need to pray for a better battle plan. Maybe we just need to pray for the rain. Maybe we just need to say, God, you have the power to do anything you want to do. You can disable the enemy in the power that he possesses. You can take that power, flip it upside down, and now he's a sitting duck for me to attack. That is the power of Almighty God. Today, pray for rain.